Welcome to Understandable Solutions, the podcast where we discuss business and current events, those important issues that impact our world. Our goal is that you walk away with at least one nugget of useful and thought-provoking information to make your day. Here's your host, Jeff Newkirk. All right, on today's Understandable Solutions podcast, I have Jeff Shalansky back with me. Jeff, great to have you here. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Glad to be back. So now we're going to talk, we're going to transition our conversation from what you experienced in Afghanistan. And again, thank you for all that you've done for our country and continue to do. Today, we're going to talk about what happened. What happened in Afghanistan in August and September of this year, 2021, And the reason I want to talk about it is because I don't think people really know. And you were there. You experienced it. You have some feelings and emotions about what happened. And I'm not interested in getting into politics. I know you're not either. But I do think we need to understand what actually happened. What are some of the facts that we can take away and just used to our benefit going forward somehow. So, so with that, are you up for the conversation? Yes, sir. I, I'm up for it. I, cool. I am, uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity to talk about Good. it. Thank you so much. So in August, what did we decide as a government? What did we decide to do with Afghanistan? I don't know. Based on what you understand. I don't know what, what was decided but I will tell you what appeared to me as, okay. you know, the retired gunnery sergeant of Marines and a veteran of Afghanistan. Yep. Uh, it appeared to me that we uh, we we just up and, and walked out uh, on our on our on our our people. We walked out on our allies. So so like this is the way I, I sort of the analogy that I'm using to try to wrap my head around this. So it's like a baseball game. We're in the eighth inning and the game is, we're losing the game. We're not, we're not doing great. And, but it's close. It's not like we're getting crushed, but instead of finishing the game, we just take our balls and bats and gloves and head out before the game's even over. Well, I mean, I, I, I think you're you're close. I think we're on the same. We're kind of the analogy works, except for we took our balls, bats, and 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 everything else that came that was in the dugout, and we threw it on the damn field and said, "You guys take it home. We're not going to play anymore with any of our toys." Yes, yes. Thank you for saying that. And by the way, those balls and gloves and bats are gold plated. They're super expensive. <laughs> yeah, they they and they're all yours now. They, yeah, they're absolute. They're not. They're not. Uh, they're not home shopping network type stuff. These are the real deal, Holyfield type things. And uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, and just give them all to, to to the bad guys. So there are so many questions that I have associated with that. Like the no, the most obvious is why would we do that? You know what, sir? And I, I, a totally unfair question to ask you. I know, but I, I know you got to have an opinion on that. You know, that is the million dollar question, right, sir? <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, well, billion dollar, 80 billion dollar question yeah. is why on earth would we do this? And I don't believe that whatever the intent was, whatever the the final result desired was, 
there's no way we it was in, in it was intended to be that way and if it was it's the you know it it it's it's, it's not good sir it's really right. hard That's, to say anything yeah, without I, no i know it's 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 and that's why I want to have the conversation because it's it it's something that you can't wrap your head around. No, right? sir. It's not anything that we've done as a country it, at any point in the past. And we've had some bad situations, right? I mean, right, right. You know, Vietnam. The you know, there's been a lot of of, of challenges that we've experienced. But it, this one is just it's like self-imposed. You know, like there were there were decisions made somehow, somewhere, somebody made decisions that just on the surface give you the idea that they just didn't think through like what could happen if we do this today we're not even going to worry about tomorrow we're just going to do this today and whatever happens tomorrow happens i, I, I just don't get that it's kind of like you know it's so weird because it's kind of like going to divorce court right and you got your lawyer with you right but you don't realize that you hired, you put your lawyer in the place to represent you in divorce court. Right. 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 And then, so this lawyer works for you. It's the lawyer is your employee at, at this point in court. Right. And you go to court and you're ready to, 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 or, you know, you're ready to end to resolve this, this relationship. And you just want to make sure it's done. Right. Right. And, you right. what you don't realize is your lawyer is actually not representing you at all, and it was like, hey, you, how's how's all of his retirement sound? How about we do that for you? <laughs> and the other side's like, yeah, we'll take it. And you know what? <laughs> he doesn't need custody of the kids. Nah, he doesn't. Want, you, how about we give you all that too? Hey, do you want his house? What about the fishing lake? You want that? Too? You want the fishing boat? You want that too? Because you know you don't use it, but he really likes it. So let's go ahead and give you that too. Oh, it's like the, can I have the pontoon as well? Yeah, take take it all. <laughs> take it. Yeah, what his baseball card collection from when he was a kid? Yeah, I take that too. That's what it felt like. It felt like our an employee we hired to represent us went ahead and the minute we got the court said, "Yeah, I'm really not representing you anymore." Uh, no. That's a good way to put it. Good way to put it. And it's a feeling of helplessness, right? Right, right. And, you know, we met because of what I do with Fob Razor and helping veterans and right. veterans dealing with these darkest hours of suicide and addiction and PTSD and all this and all that. And, you know, to, to watch this go down as a veteran of Afghanistan, as a career Marine, as somebody who deals with post-traumatic stress and, uh, and addiction and, uh, at one time being suicidal, um, this whole thing, this whole, you know, this whole episode was just disturbing oh my God. for so, for all of my men and women that I, that I deal, that I work with, including me on a daily basis. This was the most disturbing thing we'd seen since this all, since the beginning. And we traded text messages on the, on the day, you know, the, when it all went down, right? Because the first thing I thought of was, oh my gosh, there's going to be a lot of need for Bob Razor. And there has been. We, the amount of people that have reached out and said, hey, I need you to talk to my husband. I need you to talk to my son. You know, my daughter is in a, 
in a bad place because of all this going down. Will you please call? It it's it is every day. So talk about that a little bit because again, we civilians we don't get that information. The news isn't going to report it. Tell tell us what what are some of the results from this that you've seen in other people? Thank you for a chance to talk about it. I really am grateful for it. Um, you know, when you're dealing with men and women who, who, you know, we all know that you can get PTSD from, from many things. It's just not a combat type of thing. But at Fob Razor, the majority of our veterans we're, we're working with, with, with PTSD, they, it, it's from combat. It's from their military experience. And to watch go down what happened there, that absolute, you know, crap show that we watched, we watched happen before our eyes. It, as some, let's put it this way. Let me put it this way. I haven't felt, and I'm in recovery. I work on my recovery every single day of my life. I'm dedicated to it. And I have not felt that type of feeling, that type of, that type of, you know, visceral reaction since September 11th. Oh my gosh. Uh, you talk about betrayed and, and, this, you can't help but think what, and I went through all of this and I'm living on the other side, dealing with all of this and for what? So what's happening that is, is a, that's a very important point that you just made. You went through all this for what, for right? What? Well, for a lot, but at the state that you're in, you were in and everybody else that experienced this. That is the question of services, right? What do we do this for? For what? For and, this? And you know, come on. Right. And I know, you know, here's the thing too. A lot of people will, we shouldn't have been there. Well, you know what? That, well, most that, people don't know what they're talking about. Right. And a lot of people don't understand that we went there because of September 11th. And since we've been there taking the fight to them and kicking their butts at their house, we we haven't had another September 11th type thing happen on our soil. Right. And, uh, you know, maybe that was kind of the purpose of it all, mm-hmm. but exactly. But going back to the, to, to, to your American fighting men and women that are back home and in civilian clothes right now, you know, when, when this happens, the issues of post-traumatic stress, I've noticed for men and women that weren't even, really acutely aware that they had these type of issues. Their, their family members might have noticed some things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when this type of stuff happens, good men and women who, because of some mental issues, start behaving and acting out in manners of which that's not, that's not commensurate with their, with their character. Right. You know, drinking and drugging to try to fit to, to, to try to ease or forget about, or to let it, you know, to try to keep it off their mind becomes more. We start doing it even more. Right. Um, because you think that you're lessening the pain. Right. 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 You're, you're trying to, you know, it, it, you're trying to, to, to stop feeling right. Yes. That's, that's a whole goal is to, to try to numb yourself of this issue. Right. right. And, you know, I, I can only speak for me, but when I, especially after post-traumatic stress and my issues with addiction and stuff, when I'm angry and when I'm upset and when I'm just raging, you know, the people that end up get suffering the most from it are the people I love the most. Yeah. That are around you. Yeah. 
The yeah. people that I love, I quote unquote, love the most is the people I hurt the most. And so you start, I start getting phone calls from wives that, you know, Johnny's Johnny has been sleeping in his car for three days because, you know, we've been together for 20 years. He's never put his hands on me. Hmm. But three wow. days ago, that all changed. All because of what happened. I mean, th- th- what you're describing is some of the, some of the results that people are, are experiencing because of what happened in Afghanistan in August and September. I think, uh, in my, my experience says that it triggered. Yeah, it was a, it was a huge trigger, a huge trigger for a lot of men and women who are dealing with the issues that come with combat. Yes. And even a lot of them that didn't even know they realized they had issues. And then on top of that, now is the feeling of, well, what would we do that for? And this sense of betrayal. Right. Right. Like, right. like nobody, nobody thought through what the ramifications were going to be. Nobody thought through of what we've done over the last 20 years. Nobody thought through that, by the way, they're going to have all of our new shiny equipment. And by the way, we're going to leave a bunch of people behind that helped us that we built relationships with. And by the way, all the men and women that served over there and did so willingly for our country, we're not, we're not going to think about that. I mean, that's, that is a super tough pill to swallow. And I'm just sitting here as a civilian. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm nobody, right? I, I'm not military. I'm not any ever in Afghanistan, but I can't even imagine. I mean, I just get so pissed off when I'm thinking about this. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And think about it. And and, uh, this may take a second for me to get where I'm going, but if you'll please let me walk, walk with me through this thought process. Please. Yeah. I need to cool down over here a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Go for it, my friend. Go for it. You know, your military that we see today, that you, that you see on, you know, that, that is serving your country today and has been serving your country since really the late eighties, right? Up until up to this day right now, Mm -hmm. we have been, we have literally had this fantastic generation of people, the Vietnam veteran that has said, you know what? Young, young Americans, young, young fighting men and women, we got treated like absolute trash, absolute trash. And we're going to make sure that never, ever happens to you. And we're going to protect you and we're going to shield you from it. And we're never, ever going to let you feel the way we felt. So our Vietnam veteran, God bless you, Vietnam veteran. Mm-hmm. I am so, so grateful for each and every one of you. And if you're hearing this and you haven't heard it before, welcome home. Yeah. Amen. They have literally protected us and, and made sure that if anybody said and had anything, you know, uh, uh, horrible or to say or do about an, an American fighting man or woman, they were going to be the ones that said, nope, not, on, not today, pal. Right. Not on my watch. So when we come home from war, when we come home from deployments, there's ticker day, ticker tape parades, there's commercials, there's, you know, you know, free food at golden corral and stuff <laughs> like this. Right. So we've only, only been shown, we've been treated and greeted by our citizens so well 
from this entire, through this entire event, through this entire war. So to have, to be let down, to be, to be, you know, Vietnam veteran, when they came home, they got spit on by Joe, Johnny civilian, right? Mm -hmm. For today's veteran to get spit on by our employees. And that's ultimately what the, what this is about. The people that that we're that we're given a paycheck to to represent us, mm-hmm. and for them to just spit on us with the decisions that they made, and to let our little brothers and a couple of sisters to die like that is something we can't we couldn't have been prepared for. No way. No, not after the way Vietnam veteran has made sure that we've been treated this entire time. We've been put, lifted up and put on this pedestal and we've been treated so wonderfully. And so when that slap in the face happens to all, for all the active duty guys and for all the guys and gals who had been there prior to, it, 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 it's a sucker punch. Oh, it really is a sucker I, punch. I can't even imagine. After the 13 were killed, was your phone ringing off the hook? Text messages just blowing up your phone? Yeah. After, uh, you know, after we lost our brothers and sisters on that battlefield that day. Um, yeah. Um, I, this is what we at Fob Razor, we never knew we were preparing for something like this. But we, 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 Every day we remind ourselves about the recall roster, pick it up and use it, use it, use it. Mm-hmm. And anytime that I deal with anybody and I, you know, talking about Fob Razor, I give them my cell phone number and I say, call it. It's the only phone I got. Call me. Because if you know somebody that needs help, I want to try to help. Yeah. And my phone rang a lot. And you know what? I've got my, my men and women at Fob Razor. We call ourselves lifers for life. My lifers were talking to each other on a regular basis. Um, good. They, you know, we, we, we did the train, the trainer with, with our lifers and life, our lifers. And then we, you know, we, we made picking up the phone. We call it that hundred pound phone in that time of need. We, we tried to make that a muscle memory and thank goodness they used it. So as hor- the, the only thing that I can say that was a positive out of all this nonsense was that, that what we're doing at Fob Razor to take care of each other has, it has some, it definitely is, is a positive. Yes. Well, when we first met and I learned about Fodbraiser and we were talking through what, what you want Fodbraiser to become, what your vision is, we had no idea what was going to transpire in August and September. Who could? No way. No way. I mean, it literally. Not in this country. We, we don't we don't even close the Sam Houston Tollway without a couple weeks notice. <laughs> right? Is the Sam Houston Tollway ever closed? <laughs> well, when they close it for like maintenance and stuff, but if they're going to close three lanes, they put the little blinky blink light out right. there that says, "Hey, we're shutting this bad bear down next week from, you know, 2300 till 04. Be yeah. prepared." Yeah, there's a little heads up, right? Yeah, there's a little heads up. We I don't feel like anybody and let's not forget, folks, a lot of people, if it wasn't for the, the 
two infantry battalions of Marines and the infantry battalion of army soldiers that were sent there when all hell broke loose. If it wasn't for them being sent back into the country, there would have been no American support for our allies that were there. Just a complete head scratcher. Right. Pull it out, then go back. It just, I don't know, doesn't make sense. Now, I'm going to ask you a pretty tough question, and that's the relationships that you built while you were in Africa, Afghanistan. Yes. And with the interpreters. And some of those folks left behind. Yeah, it's, uh, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. You know, when this happened, um, I, got, I was t- told you on the last episode, I was kind of the hard, the hard, I was the, the hard nut to crack. For with my relationship between the Afghans and my men, I was the, the oversight. I was the watchdog. So, but my my interpreters, you know, I needed th- those are people that that were vital to because they're my like prior, lifeline to make things happen. That's right, and they were our, there are our eyes and ears too because when they're sitting there and people are talking, they they can actually tell us what they're talking about, right? Exactly. Unless you're like Johnny Rhodes and has picked it up. Yeah, unless you're like Johnny Rhodes. And remember, Johnny Rhodes just talked it. So he, he didn't he didn't understand <laughs> he didn't it. He understand. just talked it. Right. But uh, you know, they they they're single handedly probably more responsible for the safety of my men getting back with ten fingers and ten toes as 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 anything we personally did or collectively. And and we trashed them. Yeah, we trashed them. And, you know, I, I know firsthand because I had uh, an interpreter named Hafiz that uh, Hafiz was was executed after I left the country and before this debacle. And he was just simply he, he was executed by the Taliban because he decided that he wanted to go home and he wanted to go see his family. And so he did. And before he even got completely into the village. They made an example of him. And, uh, you know, I'm a gentleman, so I'm not going to say what happened, but I guess you can figure it out. He is, he is no longer alive. And that was before this went down. You said his name was Hafiz? Yep. So Hafiz was working with the United States, helping you, decided that he wanted to go see his family. So he wanted to step away. Took a little vacation. And rightfully so. You know, right. He earned it. Worked, yeah, worked hard. Earned some time. And on his way was executed by the Taliban. That's correct. And the reason he was executed was because he was helping the United States. And, you know, he never even saw it as he was helping the United States. You know, Hafiz was, uh, thought he was helping his countrymen. And... and he was, yeah, right? Right, exactly. Because he, he was helping the United States. His thought process them. wasn't about helping the Americans. He was, that wasn't what he was. He, his thought process was he wanted his country. He had little sisters, and he wanted them to live a different life. And he thought this was he, – he knew that this was his way to contribute to that. And I – I think I'm pretty confident in saying that Hafiz is not, that's not a, just a random or unique situation. No, no. Um, you know, like I, we talked about, you know, only, 
only 5% of this, of the Afghan country at the time when I was there could read or write. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly the affluent folks, right? Right. So if you've got an Afghan national that not only can read and write, but can speak English, that's an individual that comes from, you know, some good stock, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so imagine what those, the people that are capable of being an interpreter in the country of Afghanistan, imagine what they're giving up for a glint, for just a, you know, for, for a thought of having freedom. You know, that, Jeff, for, that's a good, good point because, you know, we think, well, they're interpreters. Maybe they're, you know, I don't think anybody really thinks through why did they decide to become an interpreter? Were they forced or whatever? But they had so much going for them. Comparatively speaking. Comparatively speaking, before they decided or whatever, however that came about where they, where they were being an interpreter. They had a lot going for them in the country, comparatively speaking. They gave all of that up with the idea that they were going to help their country by helping the United States. That's right. In the long run. Um that's that says a lot. I don't think we really think through. No, nope, that. yeah, that's the part that I think a lot of people. It's real. How could you, right? Unless it's brought up. I'll tell you about this young man named Sammy. Okay, now I can't remember what Sammy's real name is, but he wanted us to call him Sammy. Sammy, okay. Sammy was an Afghan national mm-hmm. um, who spoke English very, very well. Uh, unbel- probably the best out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Sammy ran away from home. Before he was even 18, because, you know, 18 is just a number for us as Americans, right? Mm -hmm. He ran away from home to become an interpreter for the Americans before he was even 18 years old so that he could help and provide and try to give a new way of life for his family. So he gave up everything that he knew at the time, ran away to help us help them for a better life for his country. And I'm telling you right now, Sammy was family was loaded like Richie rich Afghan style. Huh? What happened to Sammy? I don't know. I do not know. So in my brain, Jeff, I like to think that because Sammy was so good at what he did, he was amazing. And I'd like to believe that, because of what, and you know, keep in mind, I left Afghanistan in 2011, 12. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to think in my head that he got out because yeah. I think he, I hope to God he was rewarded for all of his efforts. But some obviously did not get out. No, God, no. And they're probably ending up, I mean, wouldn't you think like Huffies? Yeah. Yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, you know, we've got, you know, a lot of us that are, you know, that are still talking to people, you know, um, NGOs, non-government organizations were really the first responders as far as going over there to help people right, because the right. government, was, the U.S. government wasn't, wasn't playing games. They weren't helping. So, that, you know, That's another thing that is so hard to understand. Why, why not? I wish I knew. I know, I know. I, know. I wish I but, knew. But, you know, it just go like we were talking about prior to. There's a lot of good going on in this world. Just because we only get to, we get to see, you know, don't look behind the curtain because behind the curtain is good people. Right. So, whoa, don't look back there. <laughs> so, 
these NGOs and, you know, that were, that are sending people over there to try to help and get out and everything else, you know, there, there's stories in, uh, you know, about pineapple and, uh, you know, of, of, of American re- former or retired American fighting men going back right. into the country to right. provide and help and mm-hmm. assist. Right. So we, ha- there's folks that are in the know that still know that there was, that what was happening every single day and every night. And it's not good. A lot of, what happened, what happened to Hafiz began to happen to a lot of other people. And, you know, like I told you in our last show, you know, I know for a fact what the Taliban's opinion is of women and children. Yeah. And to think, what about them? Now, that was going to be my next question. I mean, you, you were there, so you know firsthand what you were trying to be make a reality for women and children in that country and what the Taliban think of them. So in your opinion, how do you think the future is going to fare for women and children in Afghanistan? I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's a, it's really, it's really there. There, I think it's, it's bad. It's not good. Yeah. You know, let me tell you right now, I, I, some of you already listeners probably know this. Maybe you don't, but ladies, women, girls are not even afforded an opportunity for an education per Taliban standards. Right. 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 Um, so much so that they put out a ministry, the Taliban, the government of Tal- the Taliban said, we're going to have a ministry for women and it's ran by guys. So yeah. they're not afforded the opportunity for I think an, that says that it says all. it all, right? <laughs> right, right. Am I right? The, the the two smartest people that I know on this planet today is my wife Carrie and my daughter Alexis. Carrie's my age. My daughter's twenty three. Those are the two smartest people I know today, right? Well, I I, I know Carrie. I would say yeah, super, She's super intelligent, wicked, wicked smart. Yeah. Right. And if Alexis is anything like her, then yes. Super, super smart. You know, those are just two examples of, of, of ladies that had they been born in Afghanistan would never, ever, ever have an opportunity to even come close to any bit of potential. Never get a chance. What's that say about the future of the country as a whole? Well, we're not even given 50% of the population an opportunity to... To, to live, to to live, to contribute, right, right, to to to, 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 to commit fullest. to progress, live their purpose. That's right. To live, there you go, Jeff. That's it. To live by their their purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a tragedy for sure. That's right. So we're you know thinking down the road now, maybe two years, five years. What do you think? I mean, what do you think is going to take place there? You know what, Jeff? This is where I have to shift gears a little bit, and I have to ask two, five years from now. Now I've got now I've got to worry about the gator closest to the boat. Right. I really do. Two, five years from now, Afghanistan's already back to where it was twenty-five years ago. So we, we've already come to the conclusion that Afghanistan is now the way it was before we were even there. We have to, right? We know. I think you're right, but I mean, it's it's hard to and hard to say in only like two months. 
So now the <laughs> the gator closest to the boat has to be out of all my fancy bling bling equipment. How much of that nonsense am I going to have to deal with being brought here to 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 impose another type September 11th type fiasco on my American citizens in this country? I was afraid you were going to go there because that that's something that you know it, it's a distinct possibility right it certainly is it How certainly could it is not be and for those that say oh no that won't happen or you know it's a legit government now and you know everything will be fine they're they're doing all the right things we're we're negotiating what <laughs> <laughs> yeah what? i'm sorry I, I know i laugh but that was more of a nervous laugh i promise uh <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because it's not possible. Uh, does anybody recall when, you know, the USSR fell? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was a pretty legit government, right? And good or bad, however you want to look at it. But when they fell, you know, there was a little bit of accountability issues. Yeah. And that's with stuff that they knew they had. Right. Just right. saying. Yeah, no, man. It, the future is really scary. And all we can do is hope and pray for the very best. And you know what? Like we talked about before, there's two things that I can do. I can do about it. Um, I can. We all know that we have the ability to vote. We all know that we have the we have a voice, and we all know that that there's there's a lot of good people on this planet and in this country. We just got to look behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. And then you know, my buddy uh, David in North Carolina said in a Fob Razor meeting after um, we lost those Marines, you know, he said the one thing that he can do. And I'm going to live by this is he said that, uh, that as pissed off as he is, as angry as he is about everything that he's going to honor those, those men and women who made the ultimate sacrifice, he's going to honor them by trying to be the best man that he can be every single day of his, the rest of his life. And, uh, that, that's something that I can try to do. It's a tall order still, but I it's attainable. And I think that's meaningful for all of us. Absolutely. You know, to be the very best person that we can be, contribute to society, be of value to each other, try to make the country the best it can possibly be. Yes, we have problems. Yes, there have been mistakes. We don't know what the future is going to bring, but we can control our own behavior. And we have to do whatever is in the best interest of ourselves, our families, um, our society. That's the only way that we're going to be able to move forward. And I think that's really profound what you said. There are a lot of good people in this world, a lot of good people in this country. And yes, they are sort of hidden behind a curtain, if you will. Let's open up that curtain and really emphasize all the good that's being done. That's what we have to do. Call them out. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Call, we, that's what we need to do. We've got this. Everybody's got this little opportunity to go onto their little social media. Well, not everybody. There's one guy that's not allowed to have any any opportunities on social media. But anyway, <laughs> the rest of us have an opportunity on social media that we can we we get to, we get to make our little videos and we can you know we we show what we're eating or you know all this stuff. Why don't we start calling out people? Calling out the good, showing them, you know, if we was to sit here and try to show one another the good that's going out there, it's contagious. You know what I mean? It, it yeah, is. Absolutely. The good is contagious. Pass on the good. Yeah. 
Pass on the good. So if there was one thing that you want people listening to take away from this this debacle, if you will, but uh, from our conversation as well, what what would that one thing be? I'd like to do two, if you don't mind. Please, please. Um, the first one is that if you thought, if you're one of the folks that, that we're in Afghanistan to change Afghanistan and that was it, I'd like to like for you to consider the fact that that while we were in Afghanistan and we were taking the fight to them, we didn't have nobody was taking the fight to our American citizens here. Right. And uh that we were safe here. That's speaking from every single I'm speaking at this second for every single fighting a man and woman that in your armed services. That's all we wanted anyway. And then the other thing I'd like to say from this, to take away from this, is I'd like to say to my brothers and sisters who are active duty today or who are, who, who are still in or who are veterans now, I'd like to say that you won the fights. You, you did your job and you did it with honor and you won every single fight that you got into just about. No, just you got you won every fight. There is no shame in what you did. You operated with honor. You did exactly what your American citizens asked of you to do and needed you to do, whether they like it or not. And there should be no shame in anything you've ever done based on what our hired employees did this year, this summer. They're, you're not responsible for that. And if you're having an issue with it, if it's bothering you, if, if you need to talk about it or you're starting to act like somebody that you don't recognize, join us at FobRaiser and we'll help you understand how to, how, to, how, to, how to go forward with it. It's not easy, but we can do it and we'll, we'll do it together. One team, one fight. And I think that that's the key, right? Doing it together. Absolutely. And we can't feel, nobody can feel or should feel like they ha- or they're on their own. They're yep. out there on an island by themselves. Because you need support, you need that uh, that camaraderie that you offer at Fob Razor that really saves lives. Speaking from experience, saves I tried lives. I tried to do it by myself, and I ended up with a gun in my mouth. Um, I tell you, it's a lot easier, you know. Many hands make for lighter work, and yeah. my life is is undescribably better since I've been, been helped by the many hands that are the veterans in our community. Yeah, absolutely. And I I would add one thing to what, what you were saying. And that is the question that so many asked is what did we do that for? And the point I would make, if I may, is that don't ever ask that question. Don't ever ask, what did we do that for? This is the greatest country in the world, and we love our country. We love all those that have served, and you did it for a reason. It was a very important reason. Don't ever question it, and we're grateful for it. So on that note, man, this is a heavy episode, but Jeff, thank you so much for being here. Tell us how can people get in touch with you and Fob Razor. Fob Razor is F-O-B, Forward Operating Base, is, the, is what it's an acronym for. Razor, with an S. R-A-S-O-R. 
So it's fobraiser.org or gunny at fobraiser.org. And then you'll get in touch with Jeff directly. And you'll get in touch with me directly. And, you know, I got one cell phone. And I, when it comes to my brothers and sisters, I don't care what time you call. I want to help. And if I can't help, I want to try to find somebody else that can. And it's sincere. Uh, Everybody, I mean, Jeff is, he is the real deal. He is absolutely the real deal. And he is here to help. And he's passionate about it. I got to tell you, man, it is an absolute privilege to know you. And I'm grateful that you've decided to come on Understandable Solutions Podcast. And I think there are going to be future episodes uh, that we're going to, we're going to have together and uh, hopefully maybe a little lighter subject. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> but I'm, I'm really appreciative of your time. Thank you so much. I'm grateful as well, sir. Thank you. And everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Understandable Solutions podcast. Uh, let me know your takeaway, your nugget, if you will, that you got from the last couple episodes with uh, me and Mr. Jeff Shalansky. Uh, you can email me at jeff at understandablesolutions.com. I would love to hear from you and leave a review. We love reviews on any podcast platform. So thanks so much for tuning in. I hope today was a great day and I hope tomorrow is even better. Peace, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Understandable Solutions. We hope we met our goal and remember that was for you to walk away with at least one nugget of useful and thought-provoking information to make your day. And tell us what that is. We want to know. Be sure to review us favorably on your favorite podcast platform.